pueblo que te dirija la y que bien todo compones mentiras tuyas solo mentiras porque en el barrio hay mucha alegría Hello everyone, you're listening to 103.5 FM WNHH, New Haven Independent.org, powered by La Voz Hispana Radio uh, TV here at the New Haven Independent. Today I have a very, oh, this is Jose Candelario, this is Keeping It 100, just to establish where we're at and uh, what we're doing. Thank you, Harry Dross, or Dross for your help today. Um, powering up, um, and uh, let's just get to it. My guest today uh, is Miss Marcy Lynn Jones, the lesser known of the Joneses here in New Haven, uh, compared to Dexter and Denise, who are her siblings. But Miss Jones is a mover and shaker in a social light, and uh, I don't know, you're like the most awesome grandma I've ever <laughs> met in my life. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Marcy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I also have a younger brother who's even lower less known, but he's a wonderful graphic designer. So yeah, nobody knows about him pretty much, but he's my, I have a wonderful younger brother, my so, twin. So for those who don't know, Marcy Lynn and um, siblings are Dexter Jones, who owns a um, Dexter uh, Jones, right? Yeah. And he owns the uh, the barbershop there on Dixwell Avenue, Dixwell and Bassett, uh, mm-hmm. right? Dixwell and yeah. Bassett, mm-hmm. more or less. And uh, your other and your sister Denise. Jones, yeah. Jones, mm-hmm. and and she's also involved. In that, and now you have the mantle. Uh, also, you picked up the mantle representing your community, <laughs> uh, organizing events. I mean, you are like the backbone to certain businesses. You do bookkeeping. I mean, there's a slew of things that you do very well. I'm still trying to figure out who put on what's going on in New Haven. Serial entrepreneur, because whoever did it, I'm stealing it. No, I said that. <laughs> that was you. That was me. That really is great. Okay. Thank you oh, so much. Oh, th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be using that. <laughs> if there's anything that I'm, I'm probably good at is uh, giving people like titles. Yeah. Right? I mean, I could give titles because that encompass everything. And you are a serial entrepreneur. I mean, and and, and for, let's just start with your background. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up and, and how, and how was your household? I grew up in Hamden with my mom and dad. My dad worked at Pratt. My mom worked at UI for some time. Um, she uh, was one of the well-known designers uh, at fashion shows in the se- well in the seventies and eighties, um, and Mama Jones is just Mama Jones to everyone. So I grew up with a great family unit. You know, of course we're siblings. We fight. You know, we do things. But mm-hmm. to have two brothers, two sisters, and my mom and dad were all in our house, and my mom's still in the same house. I mean, it, it's different now, but. Is still mm-hmm. in the same house and we're I think 76 to now so if you think mm-hmm. about being in the second black family in Hamden on a street mm-hmm. um, it's just amazing the things that you learn about yourself and that's why you know a lot of people say you know I speak proper and things like that or they say I speak white but it's not that I speak white I speak proper because of where I was raised and then I went to Catholic school all the way up to high school mm-hmm. so my goal has always been, I've always been a people person. I think it's just part of me because my mom is a people person and my mom will tell you like it is and not have a problem with that. Dexter's like that too. And, you know, my sister Denise, she's 
the kinder one sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> just don't say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, growing up, I really had a wonderful childhood. You know, ups and downs, sideways. You know, some things that I did. You know, as far as giving hell to my parents, but I learned a lot at a young age about who I was and what I wanted to be, and I really, really prided myself in being the Grace Jones once I realized that I could be the Grace Jones that I can respect and can respect others. Uh, I want to go back into a little bit because you mentioned that you were the second uh, Black family to live in Hamden, mm -hmm. to own a home in Hamden, and that was due to your father and yes. his adventures. Mm -hmm. um, can you want to tell that a little bit about that story? Yeah. Um, I literally have a chair that my father brought. Um, I believe my mom tells me tells me a story all the time, Ethan Allen. When my father was in a, car, a motorcycle accident that almost took his life, his lawyer, after the settlement, asked him if he was going to buy a Cadillac with the money. Mm. And he said, no, I'm buying my family a home. He did. So along with that, um, he came here, I believe he was 18 years old. My pastor is my cousin. He tells me all the time. And that at that time, in that time and age, people were coming from down south to come here to work and get a good job. Mm -hmm. And Pratt & Whitney was the place. And mm -hmm. he'd been there. And um, he literally worked himself till he died like he, he died thinking that he would be able to go back to work you know mm. and it, it's just that's something that he instilled in all of us i think that's why we're all entrepreneurs at this point my mm -hmm. brother does work for a company but he's still an entrepreneur my younger brother mm -hmm. and just seeing how hard he worked for a company mm -hmm. made it easier for us to all work independently and thrive because of the kindness that we saw that he always had, you know, sometimes he had issues, but, you know, the kindness between he and my mom and, you know, it, my mother really is the one that seeing her make us outfits. I don't know if Dexter ever told the story. No, no. My mom would literally, we all went to Helen Street School mm -hmm. and my mom would work at UI and make us outfits to go to school the next mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally sew us brand new stuff. You know, I, I do have two of the outfits that she's made me. I still have them. and But just to see her do that. So we're learning from my dad, who's going to work, mm -hmm. busting his tail feather, doing mm -hmm. overtime, making really good money in that day and age, living in a mm. wonderful suburban neighborhood around people that, you know, there, there's some of the people that were really bad. And there were some people that were really good. They were excited to learn about our culture and us. Mm -hmm. But then when they saw us, you know, I guess the assumption would be that we would, you know, tear up the neighborhood. But my mom did the best decorations every time she could. You you told me of a story of one of your siblings getting chased around with a oh, pickup geez. with a Mason the red uh, Confederate flag truck. Um, it, it's just it's it's a mess. Like when I don't know if you're familiar with the race the racial things that happened at Hampton High during the like the eighties. Um, no, but there no. were a lot of please educate us so for yeah, those there who were don't so, in Hamden High. There were so, uh, quite a few race wars, and you know I'm younger and I'm going to Catholic school, but you know Denise and Dexter are dealing with that. They're going to Hampden High, and they're in. You know they have the cafeteria shutdowns. So they have the racial things going on mm -hmm. and being called things. So I know, you know Dexter being who he is, always being handsome, being very popular, and having the parties, the, mm -hmm. the parties at the house. He would really, really be a target mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so i know there was some times that my sister i think my sister was telling me that her boyfriend was chased with the 
a red truck with a Confederate flag and he lived on Dudley in Hamden. Mm. So can you imagine, you know, he would come from Dudley and go mm-hmm. to see her and Helen Street and to face that. And, mm. you know, Dexter being Dexter, I, I hear the stories about, you know, how Dexter stepped in and he and Dexter became very good friends before he passed. But mm. just the idea of living in that environment and knowing both sides of the coin, people that really, really love and want to trust and find out about you mm-hmm. and people that hate you just because of who you are. Wow. You know, but I'm used to it and I'm. No, that, 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 that. you should never get used to that. But, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just something. That, yeah, I don't but know no, how I'm not you can. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm used it's to it still, to give up. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. I'm used to the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm used to having the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm used to having the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's also made me who I am to be able to have those conversations. So let people know that just because I speak proper, listen, I get a lot of things over the phone because of the way I speak. Mm-hmm. And then you see me and I explain to you that I'm the same person that you saw, oh, you wow. know? So I, I know well, you, I, you, you keep it 100 and I that's why to. you're here. This yeah. is I'm Jose Candelario. This mm-hmm. is keeping it 100 with Jose Candelario. You're listening to 103.5 FM WNHH New Haven independent.org powered by La Voz radio. And Harry is in the other room trying to give me times already. Mm-hmm. Um, during, Harry's on his job. <laughs> Harry's on point. Trust me, he, he's he's already giving me uh he's already giving me a wrap. It's only limit. I got like forty five minutes left. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right. But you 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 have these tough conversations. Um, you 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 are now. Uh, you have to be an advocate not only for yourself but for an entire community. I mean, you have to t- educate a whole town. Yeah. Of how to live with. Yeah. How? What advice do you have for these kids who use that as an excuse to not move forward, to not do what they have to do? You know what I tell the kids? I said, you are not your environment. Things are placed in impoverished neighborhoods to keep us impoverished. You have to reach outside your neighborhood sometime to get the things that you need. Don't be afraid to do that. And don't think that there's nobody out there that's willing to help you. The thing about it is you got to find the right people to learn the right thing. Mm-hmm. package stores and you know certain things are placed in our areas to keep us down and listen we got black white puerto rican polka dot people in our area mm-hmm. so it's impoverished people now mm-hmm. it's not just a black thing but there are some things that are going to always be black and brown mm-hmm. so even though there's some white people there there are going to be some black and brown things a lot of things get improved when the other step in mm-hmm. but or they start getting affected but do not feel like you are stuck in one city in one state for the rest of your life mm. take a trip get a car drive beyond the borders and learn or, ju- or just jump in on a greyhound listen i mean but <laughs> you know how far you can the get on the mega- are free and you can oh. really go far now <laughs> uh, yeah, i know <laughs> You could jump on a mega bus for a dollar yeah, and be yeah. in a whole different part of the world. But yeah, they have buses now that go to Niagara Falls. I didn't know about no. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think that that is very big for people from New Haven to really get out and see the rest of the world and yeah. just know that there's more to it than just the hell and the veil and that's it. You know, there's just so much out there to see. And a, a lot of, you know, and a lot of people out there, uh, you know, I agree with you, that are willing to help and work with you. And mm-hmm. they might not be in Elm City, you know, and there's a good chance they're not because, mm-hmm. you know, Elm City has a, has a rep already about, you know, supporting. Yeah. Um, 
Competition city. Competition city. Everyone wants to be a leader. No one wants to be a follower. And I'm that person. I'd like you said, serial entrepreneur. I will take people that are arguing and put them in the same room and shake them in a box. So, uh, because, you know, a lot of times my problem is the fact that I have 11 clients that are doing the same thing. If I can connect at least three of them, it could be a power thing. And then maybe the others will see instead of being competing brian Poole says hello and good morning hi Brian. <laughs> uh getting people into a room and getting them to work together you uh organized uh a lot of nonprofits. you've organized a lot mm -hmm. of events um how is that managing people's egos in this day and age where everyone wants to lead nobody wants to follow and everyone's entitled to that position I am a humble boss. I can listen attentively and at the same time explain to you why that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And I am not one to often allow people to fail, but I will allow people to fail that need to have that failure to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that is why I've been, you know, so blessed to be able i mean like when i look at my website and the other night i was looking at it i was like i didn't even have time to, i haven't had time to update it what's your website um it's marcy lynn jones m-a-r-c-e-y-l-y-n-n-j-o-n-e-s.com mm -hmm. now it's not updated because i do so much now i don't have a lot of time of course with my grandbaby mm -hmm. you know but i'm gonna you know start making the time to update it but it really has almost everything that i do on it because people kept asking me what do you do and it was hard to explain to him what I do because there's so much that I do. I was speaking with someone yesterday. Uh, literally took a meeting in Target. <laughs> I had to take a meeting in Target yesterday um, because we're going to be working oh. on um, Beverly Lamont, the launch in Bridgeport, getting mm -hmm. that money out to the businesses that need to get out. They need that money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So getting those loans out is going to be important. And, and then for those who are, um, you mentioned it to me that mm -hmm. these are for businesses that are making $80,000 $80, or more mm -hmm. every year. They're eligible for a small business loan mm -hmm. uh, as long as they're an accredited LLC or they're yeah. a natural legit business mm -hmm. uh, with bookkeeping and all that in, yeah. intact. And, and and how does the loan work then? Um, I am working on finding out the details of it because I remember it coming out, but it was launched in Bridgeport. So mm -hmm. that's the reason why I, I'm just getting the information. So I know there's a pre-application. You do the pre-application and then move forward. So what I'm go I've done is I have a set amount of people that I know are organized enough to follow through with me and be my examples. Mm -hmm. And then after I get the examples and see that the system works that I place, I will reach out to all of the businesses that I work with. Mm -hmm. Because I know in, I think in July he had announced it. And at that time, you mm -hmm. could look it up, but there was no information. People didn't know exactly that they needed to go find someone that's actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. And now that I've gotten in touch with the gentleman, I'm going to train and do what I need to do to get some money in our city. We need it. We need it. I mean, we have all these wonderful businesses mm -hmm. and I would rather them succeed or do best better with more money. And it's just important to okay. me. So you do a lot. Let's start with uh, I don't know where to start. your bookkeeping and how you got into that. Because you do bookkeeping for like 10 to 15 businesses on the regular on top of taxes. 
Uh, which was your okay. start. That's how you started. Oh, do you listen? I walked into HR Block to fill out for a receptionist position. 20 years later, <laughs> okay, 20 years later, I left HR Block and decided to go independent. It was a very tough time because, you know, they're, they're contracted. And I think Dexter would probably tell you, my mom would tell you, people. Clients were going to the barbershop looking for me. They were going to my mom's house looking for me. Each and our block started looking for me, thinking I was stealing their clients. The clients were looking for me. And um, I just, I was making $300,000 a year for them mm. and taking home maybe 30, 40. I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I'm going, you know what? Let me do the jobs. So I became different positions at H&R Block, learned what I could learn started my own business with a friend because in the beginning I couldn't put my license out there because of the, you know, the contract, but mm -hmm. I did what I needed to do. And I let people continue to find me. And I literally, that just, I only take referrals. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you don't send me your friend, so if your friend does wrong, I can call you. I'm not taking anybody mm -hmm. else because I think that's what made me successful because mm -hmm. I was like the only, I'm sorry. I, I know you asking me to do your taxes, but I don't know you. Mm -hmm. If you have a client of mine that you're friends with, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it was very pretty easy because New Haven's so New Haven. Mm -hmm. But I have clients now that have moved to Florida, to Charlotte, to Canada. And Canadian taxes are a whole different ballgame. We don't want to talk about those. <laughs> um, and Mexico, I have another client that literally is in Africa. But I still do their paperwork because they still got a pension. They still have things they have to, they have obligations. They still want to get their social security. I and, mean, and, and that's, that's a, that's like a full-time job within itself because the tax code changes yearly. It's oh, not, please. it's not, it's not. And then the tax code is, you know, 2000 page document at minimally just to get the, the, the top layer out of the way. Um, mm. And, and you still have to study. It's like, you always you are do 30 learning. 30 hours a year, 30 hours a year in updates and I do them specifically in updates because you know what happens because with the COVID and all the stimuluses and all the things that fell, Hey, we won't, we're still recovering from the government shutting mm -hmm, down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're no, we're not back on I mean, the, yeah. I mean, literally the you economy know. got caught COVID itself. So I literally, literally have people that are waiting still for their 2019, 2020 taxes because wow. they're just really that back, backed up. You think about it, the whole world was affected. So if the whole world is affected and you had foreign accounts or you had, there are people that are never going to recover things that they should. Let's talk a little bit about financial literacy because you, you've been instilled with that thanks to your parents, your father and your mm -hmm. mother and your dad making that one decision, that one monumental mm -hmm. decision of buying a home versus mm -hmm. a car mm -hmm. or some gold chains. Because mm -hmm. even back then, people getting gold teeth and whatnot, mm -hmm. they were, you know, they were spending their money. What is the most common mistake? There's two, this is a twofold individuals make in their spending habit? What's the number one thing that's a little pet peeve of yours that you uh, wish most of your clients would not do? And then on the, the same note, businesses, because these are two distinct things, individual spending and how you spend as an individual versus as a business. Ooh, and this is, this is my, like kind of one of my codes. I know I'm a Jones, but keeping up with the Joneses when mm. you don't have Jones money mm. is only going to make you a whole nother person. So mm -hmm. you want to look like you have this, that, and the other, mm -hmm. but you got to go home to your apartment. You rent, mm. you got a beautiful car, but you're renting, you know, 
I would rather you have a hoopty in a house. Mm-hmm. It just makes more sense, a hoopty in a house. Mm. And there's programs out there to make it affordable. Um, so I just tell people, saving is not as hard as we think. No, I don't even know if there's, there's very few people that have that three-month stash. Um, yeah, in this day and age, I mean, it's, right now statistics are showing that people are down to like a month So just on average. Listen. If, if that in America. If you can start with a week, put your money somewhere you can forget about it. I tell people to get like the chime cards or get like the prepaid cards, mm-hmm. you know, and use that account, cut up the card. Mm. So send money there, cut up the card. Mm. So savings, cut up the card. Because it doesn't make it as easy to get the money. And that's what the problem is right now is that money is just right there at your fingertips. And, and uh, I guess there's a now detachment from that money because it literally doesn't even exist or hit your pocket. It was the last time, I, you know, it's very rare now people actually feel bills anymore. It's like oh. an actual note <laughs> to hold a note in your hand and feel the value within your hand. Now it's automated. It's mm-hmm. like it's like in the ether. <laughs> mm-hmm. Auto pay is it's a tool but it can also be a setup because mm. if you auto pay your ui is not always going to be the same or your electric i should say because mm-hmm. you know it could be anything or your heating source is mm-hmm. not always going to be the same your monthly gas is never going to be the same especially the way the gas goes around yeah. here yeah yeah so you can't set up a 7-Eleven account because you know you could just pull up and just say, I'm at Pump One and I want to fill up. Mm-hmm. Because even if you go to your 7-Eleven application and you're using that same card, it's just going to say fuel. Mm. And sometimes that, the, the applications aren't right. Mm-hmm. So don't always believe the Bank of America filters and all those things. It's important for you to keep your own record of your finances. I am one of those people that does not carry cash because it disappears. <laughs> Well, your eyelash budget is like 400 a month. So, you know what? <laughs> I get my lashes from Amazon. You know that story, okay? Know, yeah, Last time I, well, no, Instacart too, because the Instacart driver got lost <laughs> the night I hosted for you. But it's crazy. It's just like, it's just amazing. So, let's but, move on to businesses. Mm-hmm. So, that, so, individuals, so individuals, mind your money, uh, keep a check on your auto pay, don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't live beyond your means. Uh, you, you know, get a hoopty, big house and a hoopty versus a brand new car a and a rental. A condo, anything. Anything, anything. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> Own it. Now, what's the number one pet peeve for businesses out there? Um, fixing their credit. Like a business owner will run on their business credit and not have their own personal credit right. Mm. That's the biggest pet peeve for me. Mm. I'm like saying, okay, you have this money coming in, especially if it's a business that's flourishing, Mm -hmm. all this money coming in and you don't want to pay $119 to get your credit straight a month because I said that hundred and it's costing you more than $119 a month (laughs) to have bad credit. Yeah. In interest, in interest alone, in interest alone. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So I've learned, I've gotten rid of credit cards. I just got I have the one that I have to have to rent cars or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just got rid of those. And it's like, if I don't have it in my hand as a business, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and, you know, stick my neck out mm-hmm. to lose more money. So you're, you're, you know? you're always worried with cash on hand. Yes. So mm-hmm. if I have it on hand, it can happen. And if I do not have it on hand, 
be careful getting the credit because mm. don't get credit for things that you have you think might make you money mm -hmm. the things that have shown you that they will make you money are the things you get credit for and that's the, a really like that is a that's that a, right a there. golden nugget right there for folks that are listening telling you do not get credit on ideas that are not you know proof of concept is more important mm -hmm. than anything Invest in proof of concepts that are successful within your business. Yes. yes. Not not take another loan so you can maybe try to venture out into something that not even your strength in your business, mm -hmm. but it's something you want to experiment with. Yes. Not worth it because, you know, a $10,000 loan plus interest over 20 years is more than 20, it's about 2016 yeah, to 20,000, like, right? Yeah. With interest more than that. More than that. Yeah. Well, well, not with these interest rates we right got now. with inflation. Forget yeah. about it. We are at 6% right now. Mm -hmm on average yeah. for, for loans, yeah. for any type of loan. And yeah. used cars, forget about it. Yeah. Used car loans are and it's 16%. And it is in that credit cards yeah. are now averaging 21%. Definitely. Definitely. It, 27 some. 27.99 I saw one. I'm like, what the? Who's paying that? Like, do you realize that, that McDonald's you really didn't need <laughs> to just swipe towards? It's like, ah. Uh, Very yeah, good. Yeah. You're listening to Jose, keep in 100 with Jose Candelario. A 103.5 FM, WNHH, New Haven Independent.org, powered by La Voz, La Voz Radio or TV. Uh, and I'm a good engineer, Harry, who has been helping us tremendously. You're listening to Marcy Lynn Jones of New Haven, serial entrepreneur, does a little bit of everything, but does it at the highest of quality. Oh. The highest of qualities. Um, now, Finances is one thing. You're very good at finances. Mm -hmm. But let's go to the next thing. Event planning. Oh, geez. You coordinate more events and more successful events that I've seen in the past 20 years than any other person. For those who don't even, I mean, one of the biggest ones I've, I think you were involved with were the first Fridays. Uh, I really wasn't involved with the first Fridays that much. I mean, I but you were involved in always be in the background and do what was needed but i'm just like i don't know Thanks but you, you but you stuff, were always involved in something uh there was always something that i could do i always wanted dominique vasquez <laughs> to succeed yes i said it yell at me later um my brother to succeed and you know it was a wonderful thing it's just like you know we knew every first friday we was going to have people mm -hmm. come together Mm -hmm. do what we needed to do and jam with no trouble you know we needed that the original grown and sexy yeah the original the... grown and sexy events and you helped put those on but uh, this led you to up. this led you to organize other events like well listen give, give us some examples for the people to uh, for them yeah I, just two or three. Oh my goodness um i can't I, there's the weddings mm -hmm. funerals uh I'm going to say bar, bar mitzvahs. Bar, bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs. That's what I'm saying. Bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs. Uh -huh. um, Super Bowl parties. Fundraisers for nonprofits. When Now, fundraisers for nonprofits are a big thing. Okay, well, talk, um, then let's talk. So talk about fundraisers it. Fundraisers for nonprofits would be um, dinners, setting up something really different um, where we would have communities come out and donate their time or food or books or you know there have been thousands of books donated 
to different areas from New Haven Reads. So I was one of those people that would actually go out to get these businesses and say, we, we need $200 worth of money or product from you. Mm -hmm. You're in our community and we're helping the community. And what have you done for the community? And I'm only asking for $200. And it would end up being like 500, you know, people would give 500 for um, some of the drill teams. It's just, it's, it's countless and endless when it comes to, when so, I think about So you combine your finance history with your event planning and you've established how many 401 C3s? 23 in New Haven and 11 outside of New Haven. And one of them is a four chain. Oh, the chain fund. I the helped chain Kelly. Fund. I helped Kelly, you know, oh, I, I did. Kelly, the chain fund came out of the police doing what she does for her. Mm -hmm. And the help that I gave Kelly was just helping her. And she always brings up that at that time, I'm at H&R Block and H&R Block gave her a percentage that tax year, one, one tax year. Mm -hmm. And that percentage really was a nugget for our area because we literally the chain fund is an organization that pays your bills like rent utilities and things like that while you're going through cancer treatment while you're going through the diagnosis while you're going through the hardest time of your life and to be able to give people that type of peace mm -hmm. it there's it's, there's, it's a no-brainer you know and i met her oh i don't remember how many years ago but I just did an interview with her and she reminded me I had forgotten about the H&R Block thing. I had forgotten about all the events and all the breakfast and the movies and all the uh, motorcycle rides and, you know, the time spent. You know, we spent time building Maryland, you know, Maryland mm -hmm. Chain Fund. And now Charlotte is getting ready to have a Wakanda Forever Ball. We probably knew that it was happening because we knew the organization was mm -hmm. built. Mm -hmm. the chain Fund is just, I always say, we as the Chain Fund is an organization that needs to be worldwide. Mm -hmm. It doesn't because cancer's everywhere. It's like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, we thought COVID was everywhere. Cancer's still mm -hmm. one of those things that everybody's touched by too. So, so let, let's, let, now let's give a, a little piece of advice now for those people because you say we had a great conversation one time in mm -hmm. which you were explaining to me that there are people that run nonprofits. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some people that shouldn't even, you know, that you you will assist someone establishing a, a nonprofit, but they they have to do more work on their end than you need to be doing. The ninety day rule, it really is a ninety. It's like it's like a job. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've given you ninety days of my time, and I see sometimes it doesn't even last the ninety days. So sorry to be honest with you, mm -hmm. but people say I want to do this for the people, but they're not good with rejection. People say, I want to do this for the community. And then they realize there's no money in it. It's going to be really, really hard. <laughs> there is no money nonprofit. I said, it's, it's a nonprofit. Profit. <laughs> it's not for well, profit. I was trying to get my, you know, 501c3 so I could get grants and stuff. You haven't even done a business plan. What is your mission? What's your vision? Mm -hmm. The little things. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, have you gotten an LLC? Did you, did, did you even think of a name? Oh, well, I just had the idea. Okay, so I can't get you a five hundred one c three if you haven't established your business plan, your mission, your you know articles of organization. So let's go. So so that's another nugget for you guys out mm -hmm. there listening. This is this is keeping in one hundred with mm -hmm. Jose. What are the things that you need to come to the table with when you come for a 
with you know to apply for a business like that what are a business the, proposal. No, the top three one business proposal mission two mission vision three vision oh my goodness your articles of organization that's four and the mindset to not be defeated wow thick skin thicker than thick thicker <laughs> leather leather okay. leather tough yeah because yeah. rejection is hard it's one of those things that i i personally is one of the reasons why i haven't stepped out mm. um because of that fear of rejection and that fear of failure although i rarely lose in life i still have this innate fear of failure but Jose, well, do you realize that there's no such thing as failure? No, no, it's there is not. There's a lesson. You're either going to learn lesson. or you're going to repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> Rinse yeah. and repeat. Yeah. So, like, listen, if you don't get the results you want the first time, don't do it the second time. Mm -hmm. Don't do it the third time. Unless you have somebody coaching you to do it properly. And that's the problem, reaching out to somebody that knows more than you to learn something. Mm -hmm. People have pride and I do it by myself and they want to YouTube, but they don't go out to the person that they've seen do it because mm -hmm. they think, oh, I don't want to go to my competition and ask them, mm -hmm. help me do this because then they're going to think, you know, I'm trying to steal their idea. That's the best form mm -hmm. of compliment when somebody takes your idea. So now you hook up with that person and say, okay, so since you knew I had that idea, let me help you with it. Let me mm. let me volunteer my time to help you mm -hmm. work on my idea as opposed to being, oh, I'm mad and I want to sue them. And I want, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. because they just complimented you. They took your idea and ran with it and did what you they were supposed to do with it. Something you may have never done. And and then and, and there's a, a, a idea. It's not a, it's a study uh, mm -hmm. called noetic science. Mm -hmm. Noetic science means that we all some for some reason we all share a brain wavelength. Mm -hmm. no matter what so there's there is a, a good chance that if you're having a thought someone else somewhere on this planet is having the same exact thought That's but the only thing. difference is your confidence mm -hmm. and your willingness to step forward and mm -hmm. take action that's the only difference mm -hmm. between you and someone else because you don't know nothing is original under the sun mm -hmm. the wheels already been invented we already know how long yes. the hours are in the day yes we know how the sun works Mm -hmm. but don't think, you know, it's all about your personal spin and your personal action. What do you have to say to that? I also, I always use my, believe it or not, fear of public speaking. You? Can you imagine? You? You're, you? I had the worst fear of public speaking. Uh, I, I've, I've, you couldn't imagine, right? I've only known you for like a month. I mean, like a month, a year, a little yeah. less than a year. Yeah. And I would never, ever think that you had an issue. Horrible fear of public speaking. And I didn't use the underwear technique to get over it. <laughs> yeah. For those who are out there, it's, <laughs> the, it's the ideal that you go out and you look pretend at everybody and everyone doesn't have pants on. Mm -hmm. So you, you disarm yeah. them so you can feel yeah. more confident in what you're doing. Yeah. But. You know what I use? Confidence. Mm -hmm. I looked at myself and I look at myself as a person that I can drive a lot of people to where they need to be 
and I've seen the work that I do. So why shouldn't I be able to talk to people about it? Why shouldn't I be able to do the things that I need? And then I started sharing things. Mm -hmm. Once I realized that all I was doing was just sharing knowledge and all I was doing was giving things that are advice, Mm -hmm. personal development. Mm -hmm. And that's the life coach in me. Mm. You know, that's something that and, and let me tell you, you it's do free. it for free. It's free. But you need to be charging a thousand dollars an hour. I mean, you and I have conversations um that you've opened up some ideas. I mean, it is weird because my wife works in organizational leadership mm-hmm. and she's a career just a coach. She's like yeah. the, of the most highest levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are like always reiterating something that she told me. Now listen, like, and, and you're doing it for <laughs> confirmation. confirmation, but she gives it, you know, that's, you know, she's, she's buying, you know, she mm-hmm. gives it from free, but you give it to me for free too. As, mm-hmm. as like, and I'm like, she, she gets paid like mucho mula yeah. to say the same things you do yeah. for people every day. Yeah. But you know what? I just, I live in the life that you can't give me what God can. Mm. I mean, I just had an amazing battle go on and within 24 hours it was fixed. Mm. that comes from the person that i am the work that i do for people you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the sacrifices that i make you know like i i was explaining to somebody in 2020 because you know people weren't getting their taxes i lost 15,000 mm. i didn't really worry about the fact that i lost the 15,000 it hurt oh yeah it hurt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what really hurt me tremendously is the people that actually weren't paying me and knowing that they got their money. Mm. So this is how you learn about people. Mm-hmm. Excuses are choices. Wow. Say it again. Excuses are choices. All right. So that's church, say amen. You're not the choice because they gave you an excuse. Learn from it. Don't feel bad. Just say, mm-hmm. let the person know. You know, I was mentioning to uh, Senator Winfield, I always go to Because You Matters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go this morning because it's hard for me to get the baby and my mm-hmm. daughter to school and mm-hmm. do everything. It's not as easy as it used to be because now the schools are going in really early and my daughter goes in at eight. So I'm like, mm-hmm. going, okay, mm-hmm. so now I got to carry her and the baby with me to these. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I never even told him I wasn't coming because I just knew I wasn't going to show up. Mm-hmm. Why call and give the excuse? Mm-hmm. If I didn't show up, he knows there's a genuine reason why mm. I would not show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My choice would have been to be there, but nothing comes before family. So he knows that, you know, that's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. But people that choose not to be at something, is that, that's their choice. Excuse, oh, I got to go here, or I got to do this, or I need some, you know, needing some sleep. I'm not going to argue with you if you need some sleep because I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> if my body shuts down, nobody's seeing me. My phone's going to ring. I'm going to literally hear my phone ringing and not be able to reach it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you are the socialite extraordinaire mm-hmm. in the city. You are at multiple places at the same time. Mm-hmm. You have what I uh, uh, is one of my fundamentals for emotional intelligence is that number one, you have a, a, a great amount of confidence in yourself. Mm. You take care of yourself. Yourself is very important to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Then your second thing you mentioned is family. Mm-hmm. family comes second mm-hmm. so you have your priorities in order because mm-hmm. people think that when you when you put yourself first mm-hmm. that you're being uh, arrogant and you're being cocky i can't do nothing for you if i ain't doing what i'm supposed to do for me 
if you're not getting that rest, if you're not getting that 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 nutrition, yeah, if you're not getting that vitamin yeah. D out in the sun, yeah, treating yourself good, then and then you still have a majority of the time for your community. The third level for me is always community, self, family, community, mm-hmm. and you've mastered all three levels. I've tried. I, I know what, and you know it's not hard now. It used to be. Hard. Oh, that used to be hard. I literally have had even family go, why is this a priority right now? And this is going on and you need to be paying attention to this. I said, because it's your priority. Mm. I I need to do this for me. I need to have the strength and the endurance to do what I need to do for my family. Everything that I do out here in public is a reflection of my family. Mm. So legacy. You are I, maintaining you, a legacy. Listen, I definitely, you know, now, daughter, granddaughter, I mean, I don't want my daughter love to have to say, your grandmother, you know, left me for 40 days and went to Georgia to win the Senate and nothing happened. Mm. <laughs> you know, no, mm-hmm. like nothing. She did nothing. Mm-hmm. It was for nothing. It was for something. Mm-hmm. Because now she could say, my mom, it's a whole different conversation. My mom was, you know, 40 days in Georgia to help win the Senate, mm-hmm. period. That's something my daughter can say. Mm-hmm. Now, I want my daughter to be able to do those things, which she is, because Amistad is a great school. And yeah. she's doing, she's honors. Like, I want mm-hmm. my granddaughter to be able to say, my mom did honors at Amistad. Remember Amistad? Because Amistad is you know, AP, you know, mm-hmm. AP, you know, I want her to be able to say those things. But I can't instill that in her without doing the things that are hard, sometimes leaving her, sometimes not being able to, you know, go to certain appointments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Like today. But you can't do everything for your kids. I can't do uh, everything. No, no, no. I can't. I, you know why? They won't be independent. Mm. I'm teaching Azari. She's six months now, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I'm teaching her independence already because she's like, okay, I want you to put the blanket down pretty much. I can see it in her face. Mm-hmm. Why is the blanket not here? I got to hold my bottle for myself. Yeah. <laughs> So she's holding her bottle at six months. Most kids, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. these are hybrid babies. And I, all the babies don't. These babies is different. Hybrid, Let hybrid. me tell you, these babies is different. She's pulling herself up on the side of her playpen. Going, what on earth is happening? I mean, look, some kids are, are, are um, these kids in this generation are very, very weird and advanced in so many ways. I feel like I was born in a different time because I was walking by the, by <clears throat> 10 months I was already mm-hmm. on my feet running around mm-hmm. so I feel like 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 I see all these babies now doing the same thing going wow wow, wow. I, these kids are going to be amazing I mean my son blows my mind mm-hmm. he just passed a ninth grade geography test oh wow okay he's, what was his grade he's he's in pre-k four Don't ask how it happened. Listen, you got one. Don't I, ask how I this happens. The, the, the kid pees his pants, but still can pass ninth grade geography. Guess I don't, what? I don't know. There's something in this world, even though they're just socialized, some of them, that is making them more attentive to everything. They're very in them. tune, very in tune oh. to their environments, very uh, high empath. They're, they're very empathetic. Or, uh, as, not missing. You probably see at six, six months old, like mm-hmm. six months old, I bet you you can tell when the your granddaughter can tell when you're sad, mm-hmm. when you're happy. Mm-hmm. They feed mm-hmm. off that energy. Yeah. 
she she always she can tell everything. Like, All right, I see. I see Harry's playing around already, so I guess it's here? almost what time. We what we do? Well, we we still got. We, okay, okay, you know what? We're almost done here. You're listening to Keeping One Hundred with Jose Candelario on One Hundred Three Point Five FM WNHH New Haven Independent dot org, powered by La Voz Hispana Radio. Um, Harry is like uh, ready to give me a time. I got, what I got, Harry? Another ten minutes here? A little less. Four minutes. That's all I got. All right, four minutes. All right, then we're gonna do a speed round because we got so many topics. This is New Haven. You know how it is. All right. So I'm yes. gonna say one thing. You're gonna tell me a quick thought about what's going on mm-hmm. in that spect- in that sphere. Okay. Of New Haven. Um, first things first, um, the situation with the NAACP now with the young man that was uh injured in police custody. Sad. I'm very sad. I'm on my way over the rest of the time. Um, uh, what is the next, uh, what's the next, what are, what are the events that you're looking, keeping an eye for the next couple of months, weeks? Well, of course you're coming and of course karaoke and karaoke everywhere. So karaoke makes me happy. (laughs) And I see that you're always at all the karaoke spots and all over town. You're, you're over, um, what black business, uh, what black businesses are you supporting right now that you really see going somewhere? Um, oh God. Dazzies, mm-hmm. BWAC Productions, um, and the Shade Fund. Okay. Wow. Well, those are three good ones. Um, if you're uh, a young person right now and uh, you're, you, you know, you're indecisive over what you want to do in life, what's the advice to that person? Um, stay focused. Really, really follow your heart and don't do anything you don't like. Okay, very good. Um, we got um, the we have going to be political seasons coming up. We might be looking at a different mayor. Uh, who do you see can be possible replacements for Justin Elliker, or do you see him re- winning again? Yeah, she's jogging through that oh, roller decks. She's goodness. jogging through the roller decks. Too many people. Too many too people. Who are you? The top two. Top two. That that you can see. We'll get back to it. We'll get back yeah, to it. We're we'll running out of time. Okay, so uh, um, the 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 Tony come back. That's it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tony come back. Very good. Um, we have situations at the Board of Ed in New Haven. Uh, what do you see the correct course of path? Because why are we spending six months looking for a new superintendent? What do you want to see happen? Genuine accountability, definitely. Genuine accountability. Uh, the we have a new superintendent in Hamden, Mr. Highsmith. Finally, mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Very, very contentious board of ed meetings where there was almost a race war at a couple of them. What's the advice for the people in Hamden in regards to the school system? Get a new mayor. I'll run. <laughs> <laughs> That's been keeping it 100 with Jose Kendall. You've been listening to Marcy Lynn Jones running for mayor of, of Hamden. No, no. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. 103.5 <laughs> FM of the NHH New Haven Independent.org. Um, I, I I don't I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Thank uh, you for having me, really, Jose. Yeah, yeah, say say something to the public before you go. Well, just remember, no matter what, keep love in your heart. Be kind, even in ugly situations. Love your enemy. Smile through the pain. And remember, I love you, and there ain't nothing you could do about it. No thing. Very good. I'm Jose Kinderlaria. This has been keeping it one hundred. 
You can listen to this on all other platforms for re-airs, uh, including Amazon, which I found myself while I was in New York City. It, it popped up on I my... I look for it, yeah. Yeah, it just pops up on Amazon now. You can find it there. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, thank you very much, Marcy Lynn Jones, for all the, all the information and all the knowledge. I appreciate your, you and your time. And thank you very much for everything you do for our community. I, I do appreciate it. I appreciate it. Until next week, this is Keeping It 100, New Haven Independent.